Hello, my name is Sandy Adamitis, the social media director for the Page International Screenwriting Awards, and your host for the Writer's Hangout, a podcast that celebrates the many stages of writing, from inspiration to the first draft, revising, getting a project made, and everything in between. We'll talk to the best and the brightest in the entertainment industry and create a space where you can hang out, learn from the pros, and have fun. And we're going. Hi, I'm Sandy Adamitis. Hi, I'm Terry Sampson. Hey, Terry. Yep. For this episode, I'm going to combine the upcoming Super Bowl, which is next Sunday. <laughs> right. Everybody's a buzz about that Super Bowl. People are talking. And screenwriting. What? Some say it can't be done. <laughs> I would be one of those people. Well, I am going to do it. Okay. Up first, I came across an article in Entertainment Weekly, the 25 best football movies. Okay. I took five of them, and I'm going to read their description, and I want you to guess the name of the movie. Okay. Okay, we're going to start. Number one. Wow. The Marx Brothers blended sports... And slapstick in this century-old movie about college football. Was this horse feathers? Yes. <laughs> you were worried no. <laughs> that yeah. you weren't going to get one well, of Well, when you, you said football and then you said, you know, that is, it's yes. a ridiculously ridiculous it's movie. It's one of you, you love the Marx Brothers. I love Of them. the Marx Brothers, do you like this movie, Horse Feathers? Oh, yes, because it's so ridiculous. Now, the classic... Infamous song. Do you know what the and that from that movie? Yes. Do you remember that song? It's not "Hello, I Must Be Going," is it? Whatever it is, I'm against it. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. (laughs) We need more of that in our society. It starred all the Marx Brothers, including uh, Zeppo. Next one. This film may have received a Best Picture nomination and earned the lead an Oscar, but the film is not void of criticism. A biographical sports drama that tracks the relationship between a homeless high school student brimming with athletic talent and the Memphis-based family who took him in. Right. Of course, we've talked about this movie, yes. and I can't think of the title right this minute, but it is... Did I blind you with this question? <laughs> Blindside. Yes. Yes. And of course, that was Sandra Bullock we and love Michael her. Orr mm-hmm. and the Chewy family. Yeah. I, don't, I forget what episode number that is, but you broke down the whole controversy of Michael Orr suing the Tui family. Right. Good episode. Yeah. The next one. Debuting in 1971, this ABC movie of the week is only 74 minutes long, but that's more than enough time for it to reliably reduce grown men to tears. This is so embarrassing that for the average man who sat and cried at a made-for-TV movie, that is so low. (laughs) Now, I'm going to have trouble. I got to remember this. Of course, this is about two running backs. On the on the Bears. Played by Billy D. Williams and James Kahn, the first interracial roommates in the history really? of the that NFL. Was Can you imagine 1971? We're not talking yeah. the dark ages of 1919. No. 
We're talking 1971. Yeah, interesting. Hmm. You could just feed me a little thing. Okay, sure. You write these. Horrible scripts? It's blank. (laughs) Blank. Oh, Brian's song. Yes. (laughs) That's right. Brian's song. The two football players were Gail Sears and Brian Piccolo. Next one. Prison violence becomes even more brutal and competitive in this movie. Right. Uh, it's got um, Burt Reynolds, Reynolds, Burt Reynolds stars as a former NFL player, Paul Crew, who was kicked out of the league for shaving points and thrown into prison for stealing his girlfriend's car and leading the police in a drunken chase. Now stuck behind bars where his cheating and celebrity work against him, Crew soon assembles a team of prisoners to face off against the guards in an exhibition game. Yeah. Sounds great. Do you remember? I do. Oh, okay. I can't remember the the title. Uh, Go. If I'm throwing you a football, I'm going to yell at you. Go. Long. And that's in the title. Okay, long. And go out and play in the... (laughs) Park? (laughs) Yard. Oh. Put it together. The longest yard. Oh, the longest yard. Yes. Again, this was from a Entertainment Weekly article, the 25 best football movies of all time, ranked by Alana Gordon, and I took out five. Okay. Last one. Of of the ones that impacted me, mm-hmm. this one actually has the word lion in it, right? Is this the one you're picking? No. You know what's great about editing? No one has to hear that. No one has to hear that. Now, Lions, is that your favorite football team? Well, the Lions are the Michigan. Yeah, they're the Michigan team. Michigan or Detroit? Am I? I mean, I know that's all. Michigan is in Detroit, but we we all, I'm sorry, Detroit is in Michigan. However, you know. uh, I guess what I'm saying are they known as the Detroit Lions or the Detroit Lions? Yes, Detroit Lions. Okay. Is there a Lions movie about football? I think it's called Paper Lion. Oh, that is the gentleman who is a journalist. Yes. And he writes, George Plimpton. Yeah. He goes and does a job and Uh then he writes about it and he did the paper lion. Yeah, he's the original dirty jobs guy. Yes, that's Uh right. For the average person to see a professional football line coming at you and and you're the quarterback stake of the the day. I can't imagine. I was on jury duty with an actual... (laughs) Guard, is that what you call them? The people sure. that the big beef eaters. The big it was awe inspiring to see this large human being and everybody in the courthouse, all the jurors, everybody fawned over him. Everybody wanted to talk to him. I don't remember his name. He could have been famous. This was a long time ago. Last one. The late 70s screwball comedy that managed to snag nine Oscar nominations, including Best Picture. This is unlike any other film on the list. Headed up by Warren Beatty, who co-directed the project with Buck Henry, co-wrote the script with Elaine May, and starred in the leading role. This sports fantasy tells the story of a Los Angeles Rams quarterback, Does that team still exist, Los Angeles Rams? Oh, sure. Oh, okay. Beatty, who is reincarnated as a recently murdered millionaire after a mix-up perpetrated by his guardian angel. Yes. I can't wait, but heaven can. Yes. Yes. Heaven can wait. Another movie we talked about. We love that. I love that movie. It's great. Yes. How am I going to combine screenwriting in this, Terry? 
I don't think it's possible. The week before Super Bowl. <laughs> Have you noticed the world is buzz about Taylor Swift and? Um, his last name is, I don't follow this because okay. I'm that weird guy that doesn't, but it's a huge thing. It's, his, it's her boyfriend, I guess at the time, right? Travis Kelsey. Kelsey, yeah. And, go ahead. No, I, I no. interrupted you. <laughs> Was that the your final answer? Yes, That's what the world is a but, buzz about. But the only thing I heard of, heard was that everyone has said his last name incorrectly for a long time. It's actually Kells. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, I believe because it would be um, uh, Irish or Scottish. And Kells, they, and so it would be Kells. Oh, Kells bells. I just <laughs> that just comes to mind. <laughs> yes. Well, that is the wrong answer. <laughs> okay. The world was a buzz about the rumors saying Taylor Swift wrote the book of the upcoming movie released last Friday entitled Argyle. Is that true? The book was released on January 9th by Batam and Penguin Random House and lists someone named Ellie Conway, a name shared by the film's main character, played by Bryce Dallas Howard. This sets off a puzzling origin story, which has now been solved. So this book comes out. It's written by Ellie Conway, who happens to share the same name with the lead character. Now, the movie Argyle, which was released last Friday, is a movie in the style of Romancing the Stone. It follows the story of Ellie Conway, an introverted spy novelist who was pulled into the activities of a sinister underground syndicate. The movie is directed by Matthew Vaughn, known for Kick-Ass and X-Men, First Class. The script is, was, is written by Jason Fuchs, who previously wrote the movie Wonder Woman. Bryce Dallas Howard, again, who plays Ellie Conway, the lead, is the J.K. Rowling of spy books. She's agoraphobic. Her idea of a hot date is staying at home, writing more of her book with her cat for company. She's not a victim because she's really successful and really funny and really smart, but she has issues. Now, is Ellie Conway, who supposedly wrote the book, a real person? Doing a Google search, there are no photos of Ellie Conway on the internet. And her bio on the Penguin website only says, Ellie Conway was born and raised in upstate New York. She wrote her first novel about Agent Argyle while working as a waitress in a late night diner. What's that song? She was working as a waitress in a cocktail lounge when I met her. That much is true. That, that much is true. true. Yes, yes. Yeah. Now, there have been some online attempts to pass Ellie Conway off as real. She has an account on X and Instagram, but there's only a couple of vague posts and there's no way of validating really who's running both accounts. The book dedication reads, for mom and dad who have been by my side every step of the way. Very vague. Mm -hmm. But that sounds like a real dedication to me. Sure. Have other books written by fictional sleuths been published before? Richard Castle, the crime writer turned amateur detective played by Nathan Fillion on ABC's Castle. Castle is one of those shows I do not know one person who's ever seen an episode. <laughs> Nobody talks about it at cocktail parties. 
I have never watched an episode. Another one. Get on your bikes, ladies and gentlemen. Jessica Fletcher. Angela Lansbury's character on Murder, She Wrote. The difference there, though, both publishers were straightforward about the fact that ghostwriters actually penned the books. Now, why does everybody think Tay-Tay wrote Argyle? Do you have any guesses? Well, you just gave a little bit of the background. I'm afraid I don't know that much about her, but I do know that her father and her mother were very encouraging of her going into music. Mm-hmm. And I, they were behind her. So that land, that, you know, mm-hmm. that, that lines up. The movie contains a few references to Swift's, to Swift. So fans came up with the idea that Taylor wrote the book under a different name. More importantly, Howard's character carries her cat Elfie in a backpack, similar to the one Swift uses for her cat, Olivia Benson. The cat travels with her? It must be so easy on a private jet. Sure. And then she could just hand the cat cat off. Cat gets a hotel room. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Cat's name is Olivia Benson. Now I understand why Mariska Hargitay was at the era's world tour premiere. Makes sense to me. Swift also has a documented appreciation for Argyle clothing, which has been sold as part of her official merch. Okay, so that'd be a nice thing to point at. Right. I personally would think, when does she have the time? Well, I was was waiting for my chance to say that. (laughs) She is very busy. Is the book any good? The Telegraph, Jake Carriage, said, while he can't quite endorse the grand claims by Matthew Vaughn on the cover of the book, this is going to reinvent the spy genre, the book is an excellent example of the action thriller genre. The Guardian's Alison Flood said, hugely melodramatic and rather silly, but still very entertaining. However, she deemed Vaughn's comparison to the Bond series to be overstating writing heir to Fleming is pushing it. Terry, do you think Tay-Tay wrote Argyle? I can't imagine she'd have the time for it. Besides re-recording all of her records, she's done that, right? It's <laughs> just so amazing. Scooter Braun, she just said, bite me. And also, by the time you've worked on something for a really long time, you question the, the track. And it's funny because other people don't. That's a thing that I've gone through. Right. I had a song got sort of popular, a very small amount of people, but they got really crazy over it, right? Okay. And so they found out that I sent out a early demo of it for other people to record. That was what I always did. That's just me working. Right. But, and somebody put it up on the internet. And then they took it down. And so only a few people heard it. Nobody copied it. And they Mm -hmm. keep asking me about it. And I go, well, I sang out a pitch quite a bit throughout. So (laughs) it's not a keeper. It was a demo. And I, and honestly, I wouldn't really let that out of the room. That must have been a special pitch that I, that somebody got. Yeah. Cause all my cassettes that I gave out, that's my store for people that they find that at uh, yard sales Mm -hmm. and in junky little places. That's where, that's where my people live. You didn't do the Hollywood Boulevard, Venice Beach. Offer CD to people, and if they go to take it, then you say it's five dollars. 
Is that what they're doing? Oh, yeah. I fell for it once. And I was only taking the CD because I felt bad for the person. I thought, <laughs> oh, I should show interest. But And they literally hand you the CD, and the minute your finger goes on it, they say the cost. They charge you. And they say five, ten bucks. Happens all the time on Walk of Fame and Venice Beach. That's funny. When somebody showed me that this cassette was up there, it was, first of all, it was a picture of cassette with my old phone number on it. That's interesting. Mm. You know, it's out in the world there. And, uh, Eight, six, seven, five, three, oh, nine. Yeah. It's funny that I had that number. Okay. Back to Tay-Tay. All right. There has been an update. Paying the musicians by the hour? <laughs> we can't afford this. <laughs> the update as of February 2nd at 12.30 p.m., Entertainment Tonight has reported the actual writers of Argyle are not one novelist, but a pair who were entrusted to write Argyle by director Matthew Vaughn. Terry Hayes, the Australian author and screenwriter best known for 2013's I Am Pilgrim, and Tammy Cohen, a British writer of psychological thrillers. Not even one tie-tie. Nope. You see, Matthew was in all of this all along, leaning into perhaps that Taylor Swift wrote it and making this all kind of very vague on X. They really leaned into this. I don't mind this. I like fun promotional. Mm -hmm. Back in the day, there's legend has it that a script called Tick, Tick, uh, the bomb, not Tick, Tick, Boom, but it was like the bomb or the ticking bomb. And this was back when scripts were delivered to studios on Friday, and they had to do a weekend read and then decide on Monday if they were going to purchase the script. They sent out the script with a ticking clock. I think that's cute. I like all those little promotional things. That was a long story for a very um, that's a good one. vague promotional item, don't you think? Okay, so... Last Friday, it finally came out, who wrote Argyle? Now, they asked these writers, what do you think about this mystery? What do you think about all this? And Tammy said, God, I hope all the people that pre-ordered on the basis that Taylor Swift wrote it aren't disappointed. (laughs) I agree. That would make me nervous. Now, Terry has another take. He goes, I hope they are. (laughs) If that's why they buy the book, they deserve every punishment they get. There you go. Yeah, I kind of side with that. Cohen also said the hardest part of keeping their involvement with the project secret for the last three years was not being able to tell my support group of writer friends who I ring up every time I get into a mess and ask them to try to help me figure it out. And also trying to account for a large amount of time when I apparently hadn't produced a book. Hayes, who took a decade to complete his second novel, The Year of the Locust Joke, that was no problem for me. So the mystery solved. It was two writers. It was not Taylor Swift. She has nothing to do with Argyle. But she'll be at the Super Bowl. Oh, do you know something? No, I'm interested to hear it. Oh, well, the minute that the game was at last week or the week before, last week, 
where the Chiefs won and yes. Taylor went down onto the field. Everybody mm-hmm. was going, is she going to be at the Super Bowl? She is going to be in Tokyo right. the night before at a concert. Correct. But there's this clip going around or the West Wing where they're talking about what time is it in Tokyo? Can someone get back? And basically, I guess Taylor Swift can fly back from Tokyo and get back in LA a day before the Super Bowl. I don't know how it works out. But... um I, I think she could figure it out. Did you <laughs> did you ever think that the writers hangout would be discussing Taylor and Travis? No. No, no, no. And a no. cat in a backpack. No, it was discussed. Named, was- <laughs> named Olivia Ben. Oh, also, the Grammys are this weekend and Travis is not going to be at the Grammys. That's what I read. Wow. So it's a big big two weekends in Los Angeles. We're very lucky to live here, Terry, don't you? Agree? <laughs> Because of the Grammys and the guy that can't make it? (laughs) I don't know. I was trying to wrap up the show. (laughs) And I stepped all over it, didn't I? I could have had my little things out, just like an airplane and saying, come on in, float on in. You could have gone to dinner. I could have gone home. But now we got to naturally get some better wrap up. You know what? I'm done. You have to wrap up the show. Okay. Well, remember that football is a lot like Taylor Swift. And both of them are big news. They take planes to go places. And they have big shows. So the big show is this uh, upcoming Sunday, because this will be out after a day that is not Sunday. You are really good at this. (laughs) (laughs) I believe you're jesting. But anyway, so the big game will be out. We... People will watch it, but I think the best part is when we go to the same party. Yes, we will be together on Super Bowl Sunday. we have for years. At Chris and Wally's. Yeah. Shout out to Chris and Wally. Yeah, hey. Thanks, guys. And we will love talking. That's the real thing for me on the Super Bowl. I've never really had a team there that I was following. Mm -hmm. I'm never in the My teams are never in the Super Bowl. Right. So it's fun to chit-chat. I really enjoy that part. And the food. And that's a wrap for the Writer's Hangout. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Your positive feedback will help us keep the show going so we can continue bringing you more future episodes. Remember, keep writing. The world needs your stories. The Writer's Hangout is sponsored by the Page International Screenwriting Awards with executive producer Kristen Overn, Producers Sandy Anamitis and myself, Terry Sampson. And our music is composed by Ethan Stoller.